Hello, my gorgeous, powerful listeners. How are you guys doing today? I'm so excited to have you join me back on the show for another amazing story. I'm joined by Carol Gill today, Professional Success from the Inside Out is the name of her business. And Carol is, oh my gosh, she's built a business of 27 years of standing while raising two kids while not having internet, right? 27 years ago, things were a little bit different. And what drew me to her, I invited her to the show because out of some of the topics she posted, one um, just hit me like a cup of cold water was around dealing with difficult people uh, and emotional intelligence. And, you know, we can describe our life experience in so many ways, but describing it in that context probably captures a lot of learning about how we react to what's happening around us. And it'd be um, a disservice not to take advantage, first of all, of learning from somebody with three decades of experience behind them in this. Um, But what's also wonderful about Carol is she is another new female business owner who is now launching and leveraging this, you know, admirable, respected Um, business career. This has been her own entrepreneurial pursuit and evolving it now into something um, more personal, more heart-led as she learns more about herself and um, gives herself more freedom to express what's inside of her to the world and share it with the world and make an impact in a new way. As well as in the preamble, we were talking about um, releasing ourselves from what no longer fits. So, you know, I see business owners from time to time, the really bold ones, the really certain of themselves ones, blow everything up and move it into something else. And it's fascinating. And I think it's very strong leadership to remind us that nothing is ever finite. Mm. And don't keep yourself in a box if that box is no longer working for you or forget the box entirely. So welcome to the show, Carol. I'm so, so, so excited. We've been having such a great time on the preamble. And uh, I think we're going to just blow people's minds away with some wisdom and laughter and insights. Well, thank you so much, Mia. I'm glad to be here. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. So why don't we start with um, you just in your own words, telling us like, what, what have you learned about running a business and what inspired you to start back when Mm. you launched your first version? Oh, wow. Well, okay. So I'll start with what inspired me first. (laughs) Um, I was with corporate America for almost 17 years Mm -hmm. and had moved my way up into the organization and the HR side of the house. Mm -hmm. I worked for a large telecommunications company and we were the the data services side of the house. Okay. So we did all the the backend processing and um, telephone bills and all that kind of good stuff when we used to have you know, real telephones in our houses. And uh, so um, at that time, that was in the early 90s, um, deregulation was happening. So there was a Mm -hmm. lot that the government was taking over. There were there were many, many things that were happening with telephone companies and wireless was just in its infancy. So we didn't even I can remember my first wireless phone was in a box about as big as a shoebox. Yeah, yeah, so that tells you how old I am. But the uh, the world was very different. And when GTE was the name of the company that I worked for, and it was being um, kind of consolidated and merged with Bell Atlantic and mm-hmm. into Verizon, which is now known as Verizon and, and Verizon Data Services is still alive. But 
it's uh, a lot of the other things are gone. But through that whole process, A, I learned a great deal about transition and acquisition and merging and because I was in the HR realm and I had a great job. I was I sat at the seat of the table at, with a senior leadership team um, and it, it was I was a generalist. So I got to be involved in everything that was going on, which was really, really fun for me. And it was it was very fulfilling. And then that job was eliminated and I, oh, yeah. I was given a week to throw everything in my office into a very large garbage can and was told, um, we love you. We don't want to see you go away. So we're, we're going to keep you. We have a two level downgrade as a compensation mm -hmm. administrator that we want you to take. And oh, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, your salary will be frozen, but that's okay. We're not going to take money away from you. Mm -hmm. And at that point in my life, and I'd been there about 15 years at that point. Yeah. And I had two little boys. I was a single mom. Um, I was making a very good salary mm -hmm. and had great benefits. And I knew that it would be very difficult for me to go somewhere else and make that same package. Mm -hmm. And I felt stuck and I felt trapped. And I, I took the downgrade because I had to stay here. My mom and dad were local, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And I was becoming their caregiver. Okay. Um, so leaving and going somewhere else was not an option for me. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I was very unhappy. I went from a very highly engaged, mm -hmm. committed, you know, mm -hmm. in, in everything person. Using um, all your skills, scratching uh, all the a, activating bits. Yeah. yeah to yeah. a very unhappy camper who right. complained about everything, who, mm. I mean, I didn't like me. So yeah. I can imagine that the people around me didn't like me at all okay. because I was miserable and mm. it was bad. I felt, I felt betrayed. I felt um hurt taken advantage of mm. I was hurt you know because I had given up so much I so mean with much. little kids I was traveling all yeah. over the country and right so, so the resentment I lived piece. in that yeah. oh bad uh, I lived in that for about a year okay and I can remember sitting at a table with a bunch of people at lunchtime and I was doing my normal typical complaining right. about it, you know, everything. Yeah. <laughs> and this one young lady looked at me and she said and she was a part-time person she didn't have to work she worked because she wanted to uh, and um, she looked at me and she said, you know, Carol, if you hate it that much here, you really could leave. You do have choices. <laughs> and at that point in my life, I wasn't really ready to hear that. Yeah. If I had had something to throw at her, I would have. Yeah. Um, I told her in no uncertain terms, she didn't have a clue what she was talking about. Right. And I got up and I have to wait from the table. But what right. she did for me was like hit me over the head with a two by four. I know I'm crying. <laughs> no, it was. It, it, I feel it. I go back was, to that moment, right? Yeah, it was horrendous because like an I was angel sent to yep. shake you awake. Right? Yeah, because you're being a victim of your own demise. Oh, absolutely. And I had created that misery. Yeah. And until I realized that, and see, that was the turning point for me, not only personally but professionally, mm -hmm. because. Mm -hmm. I realized that I did have choices and she yeah. was absolutely right. I yeah. was not willing to deal with the consequences of those choices. And that's where people get stuck a lot. And so when I realized what I was doing to myself, I made the choice, you know, and I really sat down and started to reflect on what are my choices. Mm -hmm. And I, I choose, I chose to leave the human resources group and mm -hmm. I went into project management never knew anything about project management, but I learned, um, learned that I could do it well, but I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
But I was asked if I would be willing to, in addition to my real job, help facilitate teams that were being formed mm -hmm. with groups of people all across the country who had never worked together before that were now being thrown into these cross-functional teams to try to figure out how mm -hmm. we were going to move forward as, as a company. Mm -hmm. So it was a great learning experience. I learned I got I learned what I was passionate about, which was facilitation mm -hmm. and helping people grow and helping them work together more effectively yeah. and dealing with difficult people and all yeah. that. Stuff. And so when that position was eliminated, okay. uh, two years later, I went to my boss and said, don't find me a home. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I made the choice at that point to take control of me because yeah. I was tired and I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I had six months of severance. Crazy. And I said, okay, I, if I can live yeah. on this and get mm -hmm. a business started, mm -hmm. and at that time I was all about building effective teams, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then I will keep going. And if I can't, then I'll go to work for somebody else. Okay. And that was in 1996. Yeah. So here I am today. And so it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you, I've had some very, very bad years, and you know, and years and I, even. So I like that because oh, yeah. I just want to <laughs> go there for a second. Yeah. One small event, and I'm kind of curious if you ever saw that woman again, or if she was just like, oh. you know, a spirit yes. <laughs> that came through <laughs> that day, and it's like Carol. <laughs> no, I actually have never seen her again. Like I said, she was a part-time person. You know, I didn't really have a whole lot of interaction with her anyway. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I never Wild, did. Right? But she Just... was definitely the door opener for me. And and that her comment probably simmered and processed and bugged you because it pushed on a button that you weren't oh, yeah. wanting to look at, as you said, but then could no longer hide from because somebody else had spoken it to your right. face. That's right? exactly right. Without an agenda, without any personal, you know, investment in you, any of that, just like, right. oh my God, this woman and her bullshit. <laughs> I know it was terrible, but she was right. And but she so was now, right. when I look back, I teach this whole model and yes. I was living in what I call an other directed world where something or someone else was right. forcing me to do something. And yeah. so therefore I'm, I'm resentful. I'm angry. Yeah. I'm frustrated and I'm a victim. Yeah. That, that's exactly where I was living as opposed to being on the other side of that, which is mm -hmm. I am self-directed. Yeah. I am willing to take responsibility for my choices and my yeah. actions. Yes. And man, being able to move to that side, it just opened all the, all the doors for me. Of course. Yeah. You're just so much more empowered. Like you're acting from a place of trusting your ability Mm -hmm. And so I've used this example a hundred times, like a baby learning how to walk isn't questioning somebody giving them the authority to do that. Absolutely. They're just practicing it until it, out. it clicks, no matter how long it takes. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it doesn't mean that we're showing up in that energy every single time in every single situation, but it's a skill that you practice and increase your ability to be aware of and apply right mm -hmm. over and Absolutely. over and over again now the other piece listeners really come in here because this is uh the million dollar you know secret sauce <laughs> thing i want you to hear um although i'm not one for those types of um um hype but carol just said mm -hmm. 27 years good and bad years mm -hmm. 
in terms of revenue. So I really want you know us to consider, especially, I don't know about you, Carol, and I don't know about you listeners, um, but the internet is really loud in my world right now around oh, a $30,000 day, a $100,000 month, blah, blah. And like, I I don't like hype in general. If anything's really hype, like that Game of Thrones movie, I'm like, oh, you know, I watched, I watched Lost like 10 years later. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, okay. Friends was super awesome. And, and I was all in on that. But um, so when I when I start to feel saturated by hype, it's a turnoff and I shy away. And even just uh-huh. yesterday, I felt this shift and I don't even care about the money. Like, I mean, I could use the money, got stuff that, you know, um, and people and whatever it could help. But putting it aside and getting clear on what I want to do removes this attachment to it. And it just kind of purifies the experience. And you know, hearing that over three decades, you're going to have these ebbs and flows. Oh, yeah. It it reminds and broadens the perspective that that is life anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, moms of new babies, new relationships, new house, neighborhood, job, hair color, oh, these yeah. adjustment periods. And then they they just kind of diffuse and blend in. And like you're standing here, your home looks beautiful. You look beautiful. <laughs> You. <laughs> and like vivacious like they Aww. you know you just have this this wonderful energy so um we don't I just want to give us an opportunity to think in a much bigger picture than we might be thinking of where we are right now right well honestly you know the the early years were challenging yeah um but it was I had, I did have a business partner at the, in the early years. Um, Mm -hmm. She was still working full time. So Mm -hmm. we, you know, I was out there doing the work, Yeah. Um, but we made it. And I think, you know, one of the things there that helped us was we did have, we had a CPA that we worked with. We Mm -hmm. had several different groups of people that were kind of our board of directors. If you want to think Mm -hmm. about it from that perspective, that Mm -hmm. gave us some good guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, When that relationship broke up and that was in 98, um, I was really doing very well. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a very large contract and a lot of other small things that I was doing. Um, And you know, my boys at that point were growing and, you know, mm-hmm. becoming teenagers. And so mm-hmm. life was challenging, but it mm-hmm. was, it was working. Um, and then um, 9-11 happened. Yeah. And, you know, it was a horrible, it, horrible experience for everyone. Um, and of course, training and development and, and any kind of employee development went right down the toilet. I mean, there was mm-hmm. no more work. And so mm-hmm. all my contracts pulled out. Yeah. So I was sitting with 3,700 square foot of office space, wow. um, large training room. I mean, yeah. I was doing well Yeah. and yeah. I had a, a three-year lease with two years left to go and right. I had no idea what I was going to do. And yeah, again, I have a very strong faith. So that's something that I do want to mention just because it's, mm-hmm. some, it's a very big part of me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I truly believe that things happen for a reason. And even mm-hmm. though I don't understand the reason, there is always something better that comes on the other side. And I have yeah. proven that over and over and over again in my lifetime. Yeah. Even though in the midst of it, you're like, how am I going to survive this? You know, it's bankruptcy. It's I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And um, 
So it was, it was a very stressful few months. Um, mm-hmm. I went to the landlord of the building and I said, I mean, I can't pay my rent. I, mm-hmm. I don't have money. Mm-hmm. And they were not just hearing that from me. They were hearing that from right. a lot of people as mm-hmm. happened in COVID. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. so that was another kind of period, but yeah. What was really good is there was another company in the building that wanted more space and, and I was in their way. So they came in and said they would take my space if mm-hmm. I was willing to take a smaller space. Mm-hmm. And I knew <laughs> that I would have to go through the whole lease process again. And I wouldn't, I would not be eligible. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's how exactly what happened. So I moved everything yeah. home and I have not mm-hmm. had an office space since. since. So the learning point for me at that point was a, I, it was a sigh of relief because I'm, yeah. I'm able to continue. So I let go of my, the employees that I had. I had one person that came with me. Um, she was my admin person mm-hmm. and we moved into my house and, yes. um, and that saved my business. Um, since then I realized that I didn't need all that space. I can go anywhere that I need to go. I go on site with my clients or I rent, you know, hotel or there's yep, different exactly. event places. Um, and now I'm doing a lot virtually. So that helps yep. a lot. Um, so that was one of the situations that was just devastating. It, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that you do, you, you look at it and you say, okay, this is really terrible, but what, what can I do to get on the other side of it? Right. That's, that's where your focus has to be. Um, there have been other times where the market just, I mean, it was just not good. Right. And I've had really tight years where the bills mm-hmm. got paid, but I didn't eat really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, you know, I'm in a very different place and it's not that I'm wealthy because I'm really not, but I'm okay. You have your and, daily bread, right? Yeah. You have and your I daily bread and you've survived these exactly. things. So you know what your resilience is and you exactly. know how to lead yourself through it. Yeah. And a couple of other things that came out, you know, in your in your launch time was that you weren't doing it alone. No. And so no, in my I've space. Never been alone. Right. So this this online female solopreneur by myself, yeah, I can no. do this, crush ten, ten thousand dollar hours. That that is energy for some people mm. in my space and in your space, especially as we were talking before we hit record, we like to come together. Yeah. We like to, to do it in support because we all can gain more when we collaborate. Absolutely. Right? And that's a beautiful and thing. And it removes yeah. pressure and it removes the, the heavy responsibility of decisions mm-hmm. as well and can lead into... Um, more growth areas if there's potentially creative conflict or you know vision conflict but it's it's all opportunity to take care of yourself and to Mm -hmm. learn about yourself and navigating through those things rather than as the theme here is you know sort of react or be proactive always Mm -hmm. facing that fork in the road in a choose your own adventure style (laughs) of coming to a next outcome and being more concerned with getting there than the problem that's in front of you at any given time. Right. Well, you know, I, I learned very early on that I am better with people around me than I am by myself. And I mean, when I'm in the classroom or when I'm coaching someone, Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother Mm -hmm. ball game. But when it comes to business, Mm -hmm. um, we are better when we have other people that we can bounce things off of. So I have always had either a coach, mm-hmm. a mastermind, a board of directors, if you want to call it that, yeah, yeah. not formal, but informal. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and partners that I can reach out to when I'm struggling with something or when I'm considering doing something different with my business to bounce ideas off of because I don't know everything and I don't want to know everything. Yeah. And that has been so helpful to me. And right now I went through a training program, oh gosh, four years ago and two or three of the people that went through the training with me are now part of a mastermind group with me. And we meet every other week for an hour Mm -hmm. and we're all in similar businesses, right? Mm -hmm. We don't do exactly the same thing, but we help each other. And, you know, we share ideas, we share contracts, we share, you know, here's how I did this. See if this works for you. Um, It just makes the world better. And believing that you have to do it all by yourself is going to take you down a hole that you just, it's a really hard place to be. You need other people around you. And I don't care who you are. The the other thing that I learned is you can't work 18 hour days mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You might do that once in a while, Mm -hmm. but don't do that to yourself because you will burn out fast and you will go really down a bad place. And I ended up in the hospital doing that. So again, Mm -hmm. lessons from someone who's been there, done that. I have to be, I have to be, I have to be. No, you don't. You, you have to take care of you first. Because that was, um, you know, a note I had made in checking you out um, as you're showing up in these teams and motivating leadership and and helping people expand. You know, for me, anytime I've been a leader, I then feel like I need to assume some greater energy <laughs> as it takes but like well you just are anyway I don't have to become you know Wonder Woman because I just yeah. am anyway um but in doing that supporting with the emotional intelligence piece right to pace yourself that what my analogies would be you know we don't go from newborn to 40 year old in a day no. and we need to acclimatize and integrate and allow that to um, like fully absorb over time uh, because we're not, you know, it, it, information has to come in. We have to learn and um, b- make it our own in order to start applying it, right? So they're right. not these shots of adrenaline that I know I can feel sometimes. I'm, I get so excited and so activated and, you know, I want to get 10 years of business done in a weekend, <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. <laughs> and I'm a Capricorn, so I'm like, oh, you don't want to go. But that's been a softening that I've been learning because I, too, uh-huh. ended up in this working day job, working online, you know, running around doing hamster wheel stuff. And then you lose sense of what it's all for, right? You yeah. lose connection to just the basics. Um, so you, what would you say in relaxing into that you know that's this isn't taking us into the emotional intelligence piece of how we can learn about ourselves what were some of the lessons or the other the next angel like lunchroom lady Mm, (laughs) that came in shake you (laughs) exactly well I you know one of them is self-awareness is a huge part of emotional intelligence and you can't get really good at understanding Mm. other people until you get really good at understanding yourself yes say it again yeah, you can't get good at understanding others until you understand you. And yes. I, I, it's just amazing how many people tell me they're, they know what this is and then they really hose it up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the the reality is you've got to recognize emotional intelligence is not just about feeling it's about physiologically yes. feeling right so what is happening to my body mm-hmm. and it's it's taking a moment to reflect on am i functioning in the way in which i want to function right is my heart racing am i exhausted am mm-hmm. i really present as is my brain you know, attentive, or is it exhausted? Um, So it's learning how to pick up on signals about your physical body, as well as your, your emotional, you know, how how that shows up for the rest of the world, because it's self-regulation. So self-awareness is about understanding what's happening and why it's happening, right? What is making me feel this way? Mm-hmm. And then what's physically happening to me when I do feel this way? And one mm-hmm. of the things that I, I use when I'm in training is, you know, think about yourself driving down the car and some jerk pulls out in front of you. Mm-hmm. And what's your immediate reaction? You know, and some people throw hand signals, some people grab the steering wheel, some people scream, some people, you know, hit the horn, whatever. But then the question is, what's physically happening to you? Because we don't think about that. That's right. We're up here. It's all up here. But what's physically happening to you is your blood pressure goes up. Mm -hmm. The adrenaline rush kicks in because now it's fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a natural response. But the minute that happens, your brain is now not listening to logic. (laughs) It's listening to fight or flight. So the more we learn what those responses are, the more we can then make a choice about that response. And see, that's the kicker. That's what emotional intelligence is really about, Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. making the choice about how I respond, not allowing myself to respond the natural way, which is what causes road rage, right? People just, I'm angry, so I'm going to get out of the car and I'm going to beat the crap out of this guy, which is really stupid, but people do it. Mm -hmm because they haven't learned to regulate. So once you get that, it's not just the pie in the sky, touchy feely stuff. And that's Mm -hmm. what people think when they hear emotional intelligence, they really think, oh yeah, that's that soft stuff. No, it's not. It's really learning how to reduce your blood pressure, how not to allow that adrenaline rush to take over and how to choose a different response to get a better outcome. So that's the self-management component. And the more you practice that, the better you get. And what happens is you're actually creating new neural pathways in your brain. Mm -hmm. Now, there are lots of techniques that you can learn to do that. One of them, and I'll share this with you, is just put two fingers together, just like this. And you just rub those two fingers together with such an intensity that you can feel the ridges on each of your fingertips. And you do that for about 30 seconds. And you just focus in on the feeling of your fingertips. And the more you do that, you will notice that your heart rate slows, your blood pressure slows. And what happens is you're firing the right side of your brain. Mm -hmm. The right side of your brain is where good things happen. The left side of your brain is where bad stuff happens. Negativity, stress, frustration, anger, all that's coming from the left side. So the minute you trigger the right side, all that stuff goes down and the right side goes up now this is what's called positive intelligence and that's a whole nother realm but it's Mm -hmm. it's it's engaging emotional intelligence in a physical sense so that it helps people recognize i can control me yes 
And it's not out there that's making me do this. I, you know, my oldest son, I love him with all my heart, but he's Irish <laughs> and he's very hot temper. <laughs> and so for years, he will say to me when I'm saying, you really shouldn't yell at the kids like that, or you really shouldn't do that. Yeah. Mom, I'm Irish. I can't help it. Uh, and it's like, yeah, no, uh, not an excuse. Sorry, that that doesn't work for me because I know you can. And 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 so he and I laugh about it because you know we've had this conversation for years and he's gotten much better. But we can we have the power to do that. And so all of my lessons throughout my lifetime mm-hmm. have gotten me to this place of saying everything I do is a choice, mm-hmm. whether it's the emotional intelligence, whether it's the decisions in my business, whether it's how I interact with my yes. clients. It's not something or someone else that's causing me to do that. It's me. And then you can face these things. Yeah. And sometimes it's not pretty. Calmly, right? <laughs> but it it detaches ego. And yeah. so if if you haven't caught up on caught this through the episode, listeners, even my energy will spike and drop. And I I can feel when I'm getting like a little bit more hyper mm-hmm. and just spoke to that versus when I'm more calm and like satiated in what's happening. And when we drop down, like if you're depending who you're following, you talk about this dropping in or this flow, it's, mm-hmm. it's tapping into what you've just described yeah. of that emotional intelligence, that certainty. If you look at Carol's energy and listen to her voice, calm and steady, certain, confident, knowledgeable, her, um, uh, like her tonality is consistent, right? So in listening to you, like your voice has stayed very stable because you are connected through the three parts of you, really your mind, body, and spirit to deliver and serve from this place. And so when we're starting out, we're and starting out one to five years of business until you kind of get the momentum and the kinks mm-hmm. and the messaging and and you know the reach and all that sort of stuff you you could be in this hyper survival activated state and so if you can start learning this at the onset you'll you'll turn everything around yeah and be in control choosing for yourself instead of reacting mm-hmm. to everything that's happening and that is where you can last because even in my time online people have dropped off people I've been in masterminds with people in in you know coaching groups that um I thought oh this is so exciting here we all go and half or more disappear over oh, wow. time and you go and check on them and like they're not even active anymore mm-hmm. right um, for different reasons and things like it, not getting into their story or why, but learning and finding my way to continue to feed myself mm-hmm. and not burn out and not create stress or scarcity, just create um, more like certainty and groundedness to keep going with, right? Not to get lost in the, oh, another rejection. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I can't take the the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh Right. Let's be done with that. And I I have had those feelings. I mean, you know, they're very real. And and I still don't like to hear no, but um, I'd rather hear no than be strung out, uh, you know, for months. I'm trying to wait for the decision. And yeah. But, you know, you just learn how to get over it. And it's, you know, that's, again, the thing with emotional intelligence is it's not that we don't feel. 
it's how we respond right. to those feelings that matters. Yes. And, you know, you said something about um, responsibility, Covey and his old, I, I'm a Covey fan, right? So, oh, so what happens for those of those business owners who have never read that, they need to, it's a very I'm good less. book. Um, seven habits of highly effective people, but he mm -hmm. talks about responsibility as being able to choose your response. Mm -hmm. And that's what being responsible means. I am able to choose my response. And by choosing my response, I can impact the outcome. I can't change those difficult people in my life. That's on them. But I can mm -hmm. change the interaction by changing my response. And so, you know, another thing when I when I talk with groups of people, um, I ask them to think about those difficult people in their lives and kind of identify what those characteristics are that really bother them. And, and then I ask them, do any of those characteristics ever show up in you? And the answer is always yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, OK, so that person isn't really waking up in the morning to give you a bad day. I mean, that's not <laughs> their intent. You're probably not even on their radar screen. That's right. Um, so something is happening for that person. Either you're, they don't feel that they're being listened to. Um, they don't feel respected or valued. You know, if we can tap into what's happening under the surface of the behavior, then we can have better interaction with everybody. And it's about understanding what's missing for them. You know, everybody has needs. We all have needs. And if our needs are not met, think about yourself. When your needs are not met, what happens? If you're hungry and you don't get food, you get grumpy and you get, mm -hmm. you know, hangry is what I call it. Yeah, it's a great term. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you have to fill that need. Well, everybody has those needs. You know, they need to be valued. They need to be respected. They need to be heard. They need to be yeah. part of something bigger than yeah. themselves. And yeah. if we're not fulfilling that, if we're not satisfying those needs, then they're going to act in ways that aren't necessarily acceptable. Same thing goes with kids. When your oh, kids gosh. are acting out, it's right. because they've got a need that's not met. Now, you may not want them to get what they want, but but that's what's happening. And we're just all big kids. We're all big kids. And now we have a little bit more experience and context yes. to apply our emotions along with our self-awareness. So when Absolutely. we're children, <laughs> and I mean children until I tell my teenager all the time, like, you're an adult when you've um, gotten in debt, when you've been fired, when you've had a broken heart, when you have to pay your rent, <laughs> when you've been paying your own bills for like six or more months, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, when you have some like uh, um, sand in your bucket, right. <laughs> if you will. And we as adults will expect children to respond emotionally the way oh, we yeah. think they should at a more mature level than they're at. Yeah. And yet we haven't necessarily mm -hmm. fully integrated what we know we should. And I will should on this because yeah. when we do this, um, we do make the world a better place. And I don't mean to get all care bear, but here's where I'm going to take you guys um, into a bit more of my day job where I deal with conflict mm -hmm. five days a week, eight hours a day, yeah. listening to people complain about each other and put me in the middle of it to sort out their sometimes multi-generational issues, sometimes they're multi-month or multi-year issues. And I have seen four years, I've been in that that industry for over 10 years, people essentially poison themselves 
over time with the fixation Mm -hmm. and spend time and money and energy and lose love over something like a fence or a driveway or um, a structure in a backyard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Over that time, I've practiced avoiding the game of what I call ping pong, which is what you're talking about and how we show up differently. Mm -hmm. So if we, if somebody's in a conflict and they're ready for that conflict and they want a conflict and they want to play conflict ping pong with me, I just put my paddle down and then the ball comes and and they're like, oh, oh, she's not reacting the way that I want to think. (laughs) It's amazing how that works. (laughs) What it's done for me has helped me connect to my body Mm -hmm. and drop that cortisol reaction, that fight or flight reaction. Now, I've been in a very immersed environment for that um, for over 10 years, you know, five days a week. So it's it's like a boot camp of it. But there's other instances of life, like I'm a stepmom in a blended family, and I came in as a single person with no kids or, or exes or anything. And going through that journey was also very activating. And um the the what the lesson that I've learned is you need you kind of, for me and Carol, you share back that exposure in order to practice that because controlled environments, journaling, working, learning, give you foundations, then you need to apply them and, and being in a live environment to apply them is where it counts. And so, you know, everybody's got to find a way, got to find a finger rub that's going to work for them. Mm -hmm. That's portable, you know, not, not necessarily even something you need to reach to your phone to turn on like a meditation or or a music or something, something that you can call upon from yourself to mm-hmm. start getting out of your own way and calming yourself in the reaction to, to put your own ping pong paddle, ping pong paddle, paddle down. <laughs> That's a lot to say. <laughs> I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I, you know, I mentioned the positive intelligence before, so I will mention that yeah, again. Bring it it is something that I've been certified in and it yeah. is actually giving me that portability, which I love. Yeah. And it it's a process, it's an operating system, if you want to keep, you think of it from that perspective to really, it, it requires all five senses. So you can do mm. things like the finger or it could be breathing. It It's very similar to meditation, but the major difference is it's in two minute or 30 second Mm -hmm. increments and you can do it anywhere. I can Mm -hmm. be sitting in a boardroom and have total chaos happening around me. And I can be wiggling my toes under the table and focusing on my toes for 30 minutes or 30 seconds. And it's not, I'm not going to allow that, that physical reaction, that emotional reaction to take over. And when you teach people simple little tools but there's more to it than that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a very simplified version, but it's also getting in touch with what we call the little voices in your head. Yeah, You know, those little t- voices mm-hmm. in your head that tell mm-hmm. you you're crazy or that you're not good enough or that you're not smart enough. Yeah. Well, those are saboteurs that we all have. And, and I've been talking about those little voices since I can remember, but now I've learned that these are actually characters that we've created over time from time we were children mm-hmm. as kind of safety valves for us to deal with pressures and stresses. And, you know, they're the ones that have kind of kept us okay. And now mm-hmm. they get in the way. 
um, because they stop us from taking action. They, they sometimes it's procrastination. Sometimes we're people pleasers. You know, we, we become hyperachievers. And as a result of that, we're not in touch with who we really are as unique individuals. So the process of the operating system is really learning again about you as a whole mm -hmm. person, mm -hmm. um, what's happening in you, how that impacts your interaction with the rest of the world, and then what can I do differently to get better results? So it's it's truly a way in which you could put these things into action. And it is and, something that, that I'm doing with a lot of my coaching clients oh. now, and I'm getting really good, good reactions for that from that. Well, it, it, and it's, you know, it's very tangible. Yes. And it, it's something that you can physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally practice. Uh -huh. And that is such a key thing where, you know, we could read about things all day long, but we really need to turn it's them the into us. So yeah. yes, it's the doing like one yeah. of my famous examples is I, I bought a gym membership one year and I didn't lose a pound. Because <laughs> you didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're smart. Been there, done that. Shocking. Uh -huh. right? Yeah. So I mean, I can teach a class all day long, but if you don't use what you're learning when you walk out the door, so yeah. what? It was wasting time. And use it in a way that, you know, doesn't require anything but you mm -hmm. to do it is, yeah. is a real barrier breaker and a, an excuse smasher. Yeah, it really. Because is. now you're you're facing your own ultimate personal responsibility. Yes. And I'm teaching my grandkids, which is really cool. Right. You know, I've got a nine-year-old grandson who plays yeah. baseball and he gets frustrated and, you know, so he knows this whole thing uh, with yeah. the finger because it really sense it, it calms yeah. him and it's something he can do no matter where he is and no matter what he's doing. And he doesn't have the concept of it, but hey, yeah. it works. And he taught one of his little friends. So, yeah. you know, I thought that was cool. They were on a bus and, and his friend was getting all like, upset because he's not used to being with a bunch of other kids in a bus and, um so jeff or yeah jeff declan sat there with him and and showed him how to do it and it calmed him down so you know it's it's simple stuff but it's it's creating new habits it's yeah. creating those new neural pathways and getting the left side of your brain to stop which will and it, it will never stop you but, absorb it right you yeah. you you lead it through right what you're facing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's where do we spend the majority of our time? Yeah. And, and that's the whole process of positive intelligence is focusing more on the positive than the negative. And the more we do that, the more we're actually transitioning our mindset, right. Yeah. And the way we see things into a much more positive aspect. So it's, and, it's and positive, like not in a sorry, but not in no. like a naive way, but oh, in, no. a, in a realistic, um, almost strategic way mm -hmm. of this has happened. Now what? Yeah, exactly. Right. And Rather they are than, actually showing MRI film of right, people who have practiced yeah. this over a six week period where yeah. the different sides of their brain are firing based on different circumstances. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's six weeks. It's, it's neuroscience, very it's emotional long. intelligence, yeah. it's psychology. It's all of those things rolled yeah. together. Yeah, amazing. So. Okay. This is so beautiful. Now, as I mentioned before, I can't help but pick your brain around the differences in growing a business 27 years uh, ago to now this new woman-centered, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, where you're showing up and serving 
women who are ready to really be who they are, yeah. right? And um, so the the business itself and the offers themselves are not um, not as important in terms of the operations of running a business. They're super important in terms of you saying yes to you and giving yourself time and space to be more you and to create yet a different impact. Um, But I, you know, I want to go here because as new business owners, we can get so caught up in, I need to have a funnel and I need to have a Mm. social media and I need to, 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 to." and the fact of the matter is all that stuff is new. People. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right yeah and it may yeah, not our exist. finals were, were mailings we did mailings with stamps <laughs> that you had to lick <laughs> on top of it all uh, right. yeah 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 so and so we had a fax the, machine we didn't, here's we didn't the one have... great <laughs> yeah. so but just take it away just take it away because I want to I want to smash us from thinking that it needs to be any one thing it needs to yeah, be you yeah. making these choices mm-hmm. and just getting out there like I've even been saying to people go and poster in your neighborhood like there's yeah. still bulletin boards just go oh, and absolutely. put it in a coffee shop you know at a rec center and just get yourself out there because here's my my rant and pet peeve right now is the internet self-included is trying to sell us stuff Oh yeah. So instead of being a seller, be a server and show mm-hmm. up in servitude with what you have. Put your offer out there, but don't worry about all that noise because it will drown you and yeah. it, it clutter up what it is that you want to do. So just, you know, take make it real for us because you're you're living it. Well, and thank you, because I, I really have, and it's funny when I look back on it. Um, yeah, I mentioned to you earlier that the first cell phone I had was in a yeah. box that yeah. was about shoebox size. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I went kicking and screaming when I had to get rid of my Blackberry. So um, <laughs> I still have my first one. <laughs> Nostalgia. But I mean, now I don't know what I would do without this thing, because right? this, is, you know, this, this phone, this gadget is my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we didn't have those. And mm-hmm. so, you know, my, I built my business speaking. Mm-hmm. I spoke at every possible group I could find for free. I would stand up in front of people and do 15 minute talks on anything they wanted to hear Okay, because that was the way that I could get to my market. You know, business owners is where I was going, right? I wanted to talk to people who would utilize my services. So that was my primary focus. Um, Secondary, I did, I did mailings and we did postcards, Mm -hmm. we did letters, but Mm -hmm. it was a very expensive process and it was time consuming and it wasn't very effective. I mean, I was lucky if I got 1% return on people reaching out and then trying to close something was terrible. So it Mm -hmm. was networking. It was, you know, the speaking in front of as many people as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And that's how I built my business. When Mm -hmm. the internet started, you know, I was on LinkedIn when LinkedIn was brand new. And, but at that time it was truly just, a business platform. There was none of what you see today. I mean, mm-hmm. it was they're turning LinkedIn into Facebook now, yeah. which is really yeah. weird and I don't yeah. like it. But and I I I would not go to Facebook for years, even after mm-hmm. Facebook started, because I thought it was just stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why are people posting food? I, I what the yeah. heck? that is just yeah. the most ridiculous thing in the world. So I actually started Facebook only because I was told that I really needed to do that from a business perspective. But I think that was in 2012, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't that long ago. And 
so now, you know, I've had to learn all this new technology and some is easier than others. Yes. <laughs> and like I said to you before, I'm not getting any younger, yeah. um, but I still believe that the best way for me to market myself is to talk to people. Mm -hmm. It still is the best marketing tool that I have is me mm -hmm. standing mm -hmm. in front of people talking. Um, I do. I, I, I have been in the space of saying, oh, I have to have this. I have to have that. I have to do Instagram. I have to do, you know, Pinterest, Snapchat, blah, blah. No, no, I don't have the energy, nor do I have the techno technological know-how to go down that path. Um, and I don't want to. I, I So what I would suggest is find where your cli clients are. Who are the people you really want to target? And, you know, I had a hard time with this because I used to say, well, it's all the people that have people in their business. Well, it's not. I mean, you know, ultimately you're going to find a group that you should be really kind of working with. And that doesn't mean you're going to say no to others, but it means that that's kind of your magnet, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's healthcare and IT organizations. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what it's been over the last mm -hmm. few years. And so I can, I can put messages together that are meaningful to those organizations. And I, and if other people see them and they're interested, they're going to come mm -hmm. to me anyway, mm -hmm. but I don't spend a lot of time on that. I really don't. I, I have, most of my business has been built on referral. Mm -hmm. So I do ask my existing clients to, you know, open the door for me if they know of other people that would be helpful that mm -hmm. I, they think would be a good fit. Um, I do Facebook and I do LinkedIn. Those are my primaries. And I, I post things that I think would be valuable. Mm -hmm. I don't, it, it's not a buy me, buy me thing. It's mm -hmm. more about here's an article or, mm -hmm. hey, have you thought about this? Mm -hmm. um, I do, um, I have cards that I created that are called Better Questions, Better Life. Mm -hmm. And they're really about asking better questions to start thinking about what matters most in mm -hmm. your life. Like, why am I here? Yeah. What is my purpose? Yeah. What am I passionate about? Yeah. Um, am I listening to myself? Yeah. You know, and so I use those as posts to get people to think uh, mm -hmm. more deeply about what's happening in their lives. Um, and that, so giving people something, and I agree with everything that you said, giving people something is what they're going to remember. Yeah. It's not the ad. It's not the offer. It's what you're giving them that they can walk away with that makes them either feel better or makes them think. And, and those are the two things that I think I would suggest, regardless of what the mechanism is. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to be all things to all people. Don't even no, try yeah. to do that because yeah. you're, you're just setting yourself up for, for failure. Well, you're draining your energy away. Too. Oh, yeah. And as you've talked about and as I've experienced, and I'm sure you listeners have experienced too, you can draw in people that you don't want to work with but oh, you know in the early years we're kind of desperate and and hungry literally financially and we'll say yes for the sake of saying yes but mm -hmm. wisdom will show that no, no it's safe to say no it's it really safe is. to to decline even a, a big paycheck mm -hmm. in order to preserve yourself and right. to reach the people that you're going to have a greater impact with a more meaningful impact right and be focused you know mm -hmm. really be focused because and, and it's okay to fire a client yes um you know it took me a long time to be able to get to that space and then because, you do it and you're like, okay, this isn't, uh, yeah, I, it was like, I didn't oh, die. I, have to 
that's all. I don't have to deal with those crazy people anymore. Um, but better. yeah, you, you have to know what you stand for and yes. don't allow other people, whether it's clients or whoever, tell you not to stand for that or to do something different. If mm-hmm. you don't believe it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't serve your bigger purpose, don't do it. And I think that, you know, my purpose in life is to empower, inspire and encourage people. And now it's women to -hmm. live their lives with purpose and intention, becoming Mm -hmm. the best they can be. That has been my purpose since I started this business. And if it doesn't say yes to that purpose, I don't do it because the few times I've made the choice and done it, it was Mm -hmm. a big mistake. Right. So yeah, it's not worth it to me. So that's having a clear lighthouse on why you're doing what you're doing to always come back to you. And from that place, you can make decisions because it's a very easy question to check check in with and audit whatever it is that whatever rabbit hole you find yourself going down to come back to and, you know, have that honest moment of should I, Mm -hmm. will this, why am I right? and bringing it back. So in this, I'm hearing that the way we can be visible has changed, Mm -hmm. but the work we do to be visible has not. Mm -hmm. And what then you said something that I found very interesting that you would just show up and talk about any topic. Mm -hmm. And so I love that because now you're you're just being you and serving which then leads to you growing your name your reputation your network your everything like that and and meeting for the client which is I'm gonna say like a very kind of selfless way to grow a a business but strategic because you're getting exposure but it doesn't have to be about just any one thing because I can only talk about the heart and emotional intelligence and, <laughs> <laughs> and rubbing your fingers and nothing else, you know, and then, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and now you've missed out on a women's group, a, a birthday party. Cause I would do something like that. I'd be like birthday party, oh, guest yeah, speaker, <laughs> women's retreat. Yeah, know? absolutely. Type of situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I think that, and the other thing I would say is volunteer. volunteer you know, I, yeah. I, I didn't put that out there, but I really, yeah. really believe in that. And I have volunteered for different groups over the years, um, right. nonprofits, and yeah. I do the community leadership group. I, I yeah. volunteer my time for that. Right. And yeah. it really pays off when you give back, you get mm-hmm. back. And mm-hmm. I don't do mm-hmm. it to get back. I do mm-hmm. it because it's my way of giving back yeah. and it just pays off over and over and over again. So it's, to me, it's a universal law. Mm-hmm. You, you just put it out there because you want to, and it's going to, it's just naturally going to happen. It's going to come back to you in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. Yeah. Giving and receiving are the waterfall, right? Yeah. So the waterfall keeps going, can keep giving water because it keeps getting water and it keeps that cycle going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, if you guys didn't learn something from this, you need to listen again, (laughs) (laughs) but I know that you did. It's been fun. And I also mean to be putting like a disclaimer at the beginning of like getting a journal because so many things come out in these conversations, oh, yeah. right? But um, however you process them for me, journaling is huge. But uh, Carol, absolutely delightful. You have such a beautiful heart, such a beautiful spirit. And uh, I've just thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. And I thank you for coming on the show and sharing with us. Oh, I really appreciate it. And can I give a little plug for something I'm doing? Absolutely. I have a webinar coming up and it's free, complimentary. It will be on November 29th. 
And I have, um, I'm going to be doing just an hour on uh, getting out of burnout, eliminating burnout. So if anybody is interested in getting rid of burnout, you can reach me at Carol Gill. Um, It's Carol at CarolGill.com. And it's Carol with an E. So there you go. Put it in. Okay, we'll drop that. I'll flip this episode around and we'll see you in the webinar. Awesome. Awesome. Thank Thank you.